Great. Well, welcome to the orbit. It's good to have you on. Hey, it's nervous to be here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that you're a fan. For everyone who doesn't know, this is my mom, uh, Joanne Miller. And mom, what do you uh, what do you do? What's your profession? I am. I am a teacher on special assignment. <laughs> a teacher on special assignment. And so what does that yeah. mean? Basically, um, I am a teacher at adult education. Sorry, Connor, I kind of messed up here. Can you see me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm a teacher, uh, adult education teacher at the adult school, and I teach computer applications specifically in Microsoft off the Microsoft Office Suite. Um, as a teacher on special assignment, what I do is I'm involved in a number of different projects, mainly data management and um, creating processes for a smoother operation right. in the office. So what you're telling me, what, I, like, what I'm interested in is that you teach adults computer skills. Correct. Yeah. And what is like, what's that like? Is it hard? Um, I don't know what happened there. Um, it is hard because you don't know what kind of skills um, adults have um, when they come in. Most of the adults that I teach are anywhere from the ages of 30 to 70. Um, it's hard because the classes are kind of short term. They're like 20 hours over a course of three to four weeks. Maybe they only meet um, two days a week. Mm -hmm. And some of the adults are coming in and learning their skills either um, mostly on the weekend or um, after work. So they're tired. And so they're tired. There's a lot, like, it's, you don't have a lot of time. And what are they hoping to learn from your? Um, class? Well, like, what do they need to get out of it? What they need, most of the students, okay, for example, I get a lot of students that take the Excel class because mm -hmm. they know that they need this skill in order for them to prove that they have the skills to do their job or to possibly um, know what opportunity, recognize the opportunities to exercise the skills that I give them. But one of the things I tell the students is that, that their success in using any one of the applications is their inability to recognize when it can be utilized. Um, so what they hope to get out of it, and I ask this all the time, is that they say, you know, I, I'm hoping that I can prove to my employers that I can do this. Got it. So they're they just need, they just need—they just need job skills, which is a lot of the time Microsoft Suite. <laughs> well, it is, but you know, again, Connor, it's, it's their ability to recognize when they can utilize what they've learned. So there's some, a critical thinking aspect involved. So if you can't recognize when that skill can be implemented, then you're kind of, you know, you're kind of screwed. Right. So I can tell you, yeah, I can teach you how to use formulas, but if you don't know how they can be applied given a certain scenario, then, then what good is the skill? Right. That's hard. Education across the board is hard, especially when people sort of don't know why they're there. It's hard for adults. When I say adults, like 30 and up. Yeah. And you think it's just because for adults 30 and up, they don't know what they can do with computers? Sometimes they, yes. And they feel like their skills are out of date. 
And do you think they're right? I do. Yeah. That's hard. So like these people, 30 and up, adults, uh, realize that their skills are out of date. They're in your class trying to learn them. What are the mm -hmm. obstacles preventing them from just like picking it up? Um, again, it's the obstacles is how they're going to apply it in the real world. So I ask all the time, how do you think you might apply this? And there's like crickets. Yeah. See, this is something, this is why this is interesting to me. For example, I'm in a similar boat. I'm 26 and I'm trying to learn computer programming. And it's super hard. And I learned recently mm -hmm. through just talking with all my friends, you can learn a ton of computer programming, but it means nothing if you don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yep. And so the recommendation is if you're going to embark on a, like, like a programming project, the first question you have to ask yourself is what do I want to make? Right. Yep. And so, um, as far as like maybe students that succeed in your class, what are the things that they're mm -hmm. doing with the skills that they learn or what are they trying to do? Okay. So I, I, I pose, I have a lot of different databases, raw databases mm -hmm. that I share with students. I either get them online or, you know, I kind of create them and they're huge databases because individuals that are taking the Excel class know that they're going to be using Excel to try to manipulate and restructure data. Mm -hmm. So to make it interesting, I'll take things like um, earthquakes, all earthquakes in a 30 day period. I get this from USGS. Right. So everybody's interested in earthquakes living in California. So I was like, what do you want to see? How do you think you want to see this data? And it'd be like, there would be no response. So I was like, well, kind of, don't you want to know? I go, I would say, I want to know what were the top five strong earthquakes? Where were they? Yeah. Right. And based on the data that you have. So you think that would be interesting to the students, right? But, and it was, but why couldn't they come up with that themselves? So, you know, then this... I have more simple, you know, um, lists like here's some sales figures for a store in four different regions. They all sell four different types of items, but it's really hard to read. So how do you think you would restructure this that it would make more sense? My guess, like, and this is really hard for, like, I remember being in school and people asking me, like, what do you want to learn? And I said, I don't know. I just want to do an assignment and get a grade. <laughs> like, I reserved all my interest driven learning almost away from school. So like mm -hmm. it would, it's very hard if a teacher asks me, um, then this is just from like public education. If a teacher asks right. me like, what, what are you interested in? I almost don't want to answer because I'm like, that's not for school. <laughs> and that totally changed hmm. when I hit college in college. That Why is that though? Because uh, in college, the curriculum didn't happen unless I had an interest. <laughs> because it was like, you know, liberal arts, it was, I had to make my own curriculum. Hmm. So like what I'm suggesting, this, this is just kind of a roundabout way. Mm -hmm. To your class, I, I feel like the effort needs to go more into 
figuring out what excites the students, why, what is important to them. Okay, so that's interesting too, because I would say, and again, you know, the whole emphasis is that people take Excel because they know that's what they need, right? Yeah. So I tell them, I ask all of them, hey, how, um, is it important for you to know how much money you're spending and how, where you're spending it? And I get a lot of eyebrow raises and I'm like, well, I don't want to know, but do you want to know? And yes, all that information is available through your bank statements, but they're not going to give it to you. And, you know, depending on what kind of app you use, I mean, you could certainly use Mint and get everything that you needed, right? But if you wanted to manipulate it a little bit more, customize um, the data a little bit more, then, you know, would you use it for that? So, so it's kind of hard because even though they want, they know they have to use Excel for work, they're not willing to understand what your organization is going to need and how you can restructure it using Excel, for example. Out of curiosity, do you know what industry a lot of these people are in and what, like, what their jobs are probably asking them to do? They're all, here's the thing, it's, it's all over. So mm -hmm. I, um, I use an application to try to find out you know, what the, um, the job market is, you know, the different jobs that are available. Yeah. And I look at the skills. And I have to say that a large percent of the skills required for the job. So across the board, across all industries, and particularly positions that are either supervisory or in the, from the office, office support to supervisory to managerial, they all want Microsoft Office Suite skills. Right. right? What's unfortunate... Um, What's, that? What's unfortunate, for example, mm -hmm. um, I know, at least for me, I've been told don't put Microsoft Office Suite on my resume ever because why? Because it because everyone knows it. And saying that is like saying, you know how to walk. Well, OK, so that's not necessarily so. So the, the new thing now and if you look at again, I look at um, labor market information. Mm -hmm. So no longer they're saying uh, Microsoft Office Suite, they're saying Microsoft Office certification. Oh my God. Right. So there's a certification that uh, validates that you really know the skills. So I can say, yeah, I know Microsoft Office Suite. A lot of people come to me and say, yeah, I know Microsoft Office Suite. And I'm like, but I think I need to get certification because that's really proof that I know it. It validates their skills. So they come in and they can't pass. So the tests are basically, um, they're different levels. So core is, is specialist, right? And a lot of people cannot pass that. So some of the core skills that um, are being tested on, some people said, oh, well, that's advanced. And it's not. So I agree with you in that. Yes, don't put Microsoft Office on there because it's, you know, it's like walking. You're right. But if you have certification, you know, then that's proof that you know how to you really use the application to do more efficient type um, calculations. I so see. So the certification one, is important. Are you qualified to give out that certification? Yes. Nice. And I have two certifications and I'm just too lazy to get the third. <laughs> What's funny for me, like, I realize that certification is helpful. A lot of the times I would rather 
not get certified and instead just prove that I can do the work. According to whose standards? Exactly. And so that's what, um, I guess that's what's different about like informal, informal job sphere. Right. Um, yes. I realize the importance of certification and maybe I should lean into that more. I think the thing that turns me off personally is that it costs so much money to get certified. It does. So, okay. So here's the thing with certification too. Um, it's my, these aren't the adult school standards. These are Microsoft standards mm -hmm. and the standards to pass is, is 70%, which I think that standard is really, really low, mm -hmm. but not a lot of people can pass them. Um, and I guess because people are finding out that they cannot get just the core certification or realizing, oh my gosh, this is kind of important that I need to know these things. So I'm sorry, I'm losing my, my train of no, thought no, no. Um, where I was going with this. Um, so you, uh, we were talking so, about the pricing of certification. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So as an adult school, um, you know, we're kind of like that intermediary um, institution for individuals that don't want to have to do all the coursework at community college. And here we're going to give you immediate skills in order so that you can get those jobs. So as a result of that, the price for taking our classes are not that expensive. And all of the work, you know, the, the quote academic work that you have to do is eliminated, basically. So it's very skills oriented. So because, and, you know, I'm not trying to sell our school, but because we are a certified testing center, we have a lot of flexibility on what we can charge our students. So we don't have to charge our student or we can charge, we can like charge them 50% of what they would normally um, get. That's fantastic. So what you might want to do is look at, so if you, so the, the organization that is the authorized testing center for um, a lot of different products like Adobe, QuickBooks, um, all kinds of stuff is Certiport. So um, you base you have to look for a testing center, like an authorized testing center, and see how much their fee is. So many years ago, I did the same thing, right? I did my own learning at home. I spent a lot of money doing things on my own because, I mean, you're a lot like me. You just want to do it on your own. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of money. Um, and then I didn't have very good time management, so I spent a lot of money when I probably didn't have to. So um, I'm really bad at marketing, getting people to come to our school to say, hey, you know, you don't have to pay over. And it, it's, it's not that expensive to get certification. It's like possibly $130 for, to pay for your voucher and also pay a proctoring fee. But if you buy your voucher through us, it's $50 and it's the same test. And, and you get the certification and if you pass. Your adult school, is it government funded? Yes. Okay. So it's like a public, like, school, right. essentially. Yes. That's pretty cool because it's super affordable. And yes. I imagine, like, to me, the problem seems to be students who are going there because they're told they need to, but they still don't understand why. Right. Well... What happens is, so we have an assessment, right? We, before people come into the class, I say, you know, have you taken an assessment? Come on in, let's see where you are, right? So they, some of the students like me have spent a couple hundred dollars just to do their training and, and assessments at home. 
And then when they, they know that they can um, score and pass, then they'll come in and they'll invest the money to get the certification. Um, excuse me. So what happens is students come and they take the assessment, they realize, oh my gosh, I don't even have the course skills. And then they find out how much our classes are and they're really not that expensive. They don't have a computer at home to practice. Well, guess what? We have classes where you can come. We're gonna have, so we're having an open lab for people to come in you know, when they can. We'll probably charge them something very affordable. So we're figuring out the, the pricing structure of all of that. So all of this has evolved over the last couple of years and with our ability to have the right technique. You still there? You muffled out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also, is your hand on the microphone at all? Or? No. No? Because you're a little muffled. I don't know what's going on. Is it? How's that better? Oh, yeah. That was that hiding in your sweater? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all yeah. good. Just keep it out. Um, okay. So, to me, the service you're providing has tremendous value. It's cheap. I know. You, like, listen, like, it's, you can pay 50 to $130 to get certification that will undoubtedly increase your value and also probably make you more money at your job and give you more options. That's correct. Yeah. You don't have to hold it like that. It's a little awkward, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, what, where, where's the friction? What's the part that isn't translating. Uh, again, Connor, I don't think that our school, and it's just because of manpower, we're not good at going out and telling people that we exist and that we have these fabulous services to get you trained for the workforce. Um, and of course, you know, I mean, we can't give the classes away for free. We have to charge. And the students have to invest a lot of time with us. So if, you know, if you're going to spend X number of hours trying to learn, then you're going to pay a fee for, you know, to pay the teacher. Okay. So this so, is, this is a marketing problem, correct? Yes. So what, well, it's, you know, what's happening Connor, is that people are texting me. So it's like that it breaks. So, but what else, the other part of it is, is the funding part. So any kind of funding that comes from the government, you know, there's a lot of, you know, what can we, why can't we offset the fee for the students who need this class because they need a job and they don't have the money to take this class. So those fees have to be offset. So we're working with a lot of community-based, well, we're going to be working with a lot of community-based organizations who, for example, some will pay their clients, will pay up to $500 of their tuition, right? And they can't get much if, well, I don't want to say they can't get much if they go to community college, but our idea is that they'll get more for their money if they come to adult school. It's, it's complicated, man. I, I wish I knew the answer. We are getting, um, we're in the market for a vice principal who will be doing all of this marketing in the community to bring in cohorts from like um, Department of Rehab, um, other organizations who are trying to help individuals get the skills so they can enter the job market. 
this sounds like I'm going to attempt to like parrot this back just because it okay. sounds like a money and bureaucracy problem. So what it sounds like <laughs> is that there's like limited budget and the revenue will never come from like the students because the students don't really have money that they can part with very easily. Would you say that's, that's true? Correct. And so like, I would say that's true. This is a government institution where the main, like mainly this should be taxpayer money. That's where the money should be coming from. Correct. Yes. That is coming in to provide this public service that benefits the community. Yes. Well, you know, the other part of it too, Connor, is that you have to put a, uh, some money on it. You have to tack some money onto it because then it adds value to what you're getting. So I used to teach classes at the Chamber of Commerce and the classes were free for the students. The students would come, they would take the class, but I, I tell you their focus to attention was different than those students that put their own personal money into it. Because the classes right. for them were free. Right. right. Yes, I completely agree that people who pay money for a ticket are more mm -hmm. likely to show up and get something out of it. Yes. Um, yep. And that boils down to just also like proving that you want to be there. Yep. I mean, Connor, right now I have a very small class and I have, you know, again, with adults, everybody, you know, as you become an adult, you know, you, you gather all these experiences and you become who you want to be, right? So I have very skeptical, um, very argumentative students. I have other students that are like, wow, I want to learn, I want to learn. And some that are like, hmm, I don't know if I could do that. So, you know, what do you, do you focus all your attention and energy on the one that's like, yeah, 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 give me more, give me more, right? Or... It's, it's, it's just very interesting. I love adult education because of those challenges. Mm -hmm. um, and what, but what I like is I love also working with the individual that is, you know, one by one, argumentative. The one who's just very unsure and the one that's very, very enthusiastic. Yeah. And that's like being in a classroom and I am pleased to hear that you enjoy these challenges. And I think what I'm just trying to figure out is like, it seems like you figure out a way to, to teach these people, right? Like, yes. um, and it's a valuable skill. And the hardest part that you have told me about is basically maybe just communicating why this is valuable. Is that the main problem? Um, I, I think the main problem, like you said, is marketing, letting people know that we're here to help them. Which is great because like marketing is what I'm most interested in. <laughs> yes. Um, right. And I imagine because it's an adult school that's funded by the government, there are a lot of regulations and rules with how you market your class. No, because I mean, no. like, first of all, like, 
how many of your students use Instagram? I have no idea. I would be curious about that. Okay. Let me write that down because our principal actually wants us to get involved in more social media type things to gather information about our students and also to reach out to our students. My guess. So, I mean, yeah, my guess is that your students probably use Instagram because it's prevalent. It's everywhere. Okay. And Instagram is free marketing. I know, but your Instagram is only going to be as good as your content, right? Right. But all you need to do is like you have just a place to show like what you can do with the things that you learn at the adult school. There's a, there's an adage that I like, is it, and it's, if you want someone to build a boat, you teach them the wonders of the sea. So basically what that means, what? I'm laughing because there's also another saying that says, give a, a poor person a fish and they'll have a meal for the day. Give them a pole and he'll, oh, yeah, give right. him a, teach him uh, to teach fish. Him, no, teach him how to fish right. and he'll have food for life. And the, other, the third part is, oh, and a fishing pole would be good too. <laughs> right. And I think the <laughs> issue is that, like, if we're going to use that analogy, I don't think that people realize the amount of fish that they can catch. <laughs> right. And you can say, right. if you continuously to tell them, they're like, hey, there's a big fish in here. Starting salaries for web developers are 60000 a year. And people are like, what? Yeah. Is that true? That's true. That's entry level. And so, like, once hmm. you tell people these hard facts of, like, here's what's possible, here's what you can do, and here's how it will benefit you, these are all the fish mm -hmm. you can catch. Then people suddenly are clamoring to ask you, like, how do I learn to fish? Hmm. Well, the other part of it is that, you know, some individuals, I mean, again, with adult school, you're dealing with people that are in their late 20s, early 30s, all the way up to people that are trying to get their skills so they can add a little bit to their social security check, right? So, and I've always been in the mindset that, you know, all the money in the world is not going to make me happy unless I'm happy doing what I'm doing, right? Correct. So the money part to me is, is secondary, but, you know, if you, if you like, I, I guess what I'm saying is, I mean, I love what I do. I mean, somebody comes in with a problem and says, hey, you know what, my document looks like crap. And why is it so hard for me to do these things? I love teaching them how to make it more efficient. And they're like, oh my gosh, I've been working on this for six weeks and you just did it in an hour. Right. And I think that's fulfilling, but I think there's also a threshold that but people- But like doing it. What's that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't... How do I, go ahead. How do you convey that I, enthusiasm? The thing is, yeah. like these people are here because they want, they need to be better at their job and their job provides their livelihood, correct? Mm -hmm. And yep. huh. yes, money doesn't buy happiness, but you need a certain threshold to just cover your bases and to feed your children. Right. And right, right, right. being good at your job allows for that. 
I think, again, I think that in adult school, because you get such a range of abilities and, and levels of enthusiasm um, in the classroom, it's wonderful to see the individuals that take what they learn and really do something very effective with it. Right. And then again, there's others that struggle. I agree. But our struggle is getting, getting people to know that we've got this wonderful gold mine of, right. of knowledge and skill. That's what I'm saying. So what you need to do okay. is communicate to these people, like here, here are examples of things that you can do that directly apply to you and what you gain from this class. Because it sounds like they're just showing up because they need a certification and they don't really care about what they're learning. They just need the gold star. True. Which is an education problem. It's people working for the grade rather than the information. Well, initially, so there's like different levels of, of our class, right? Mm -hmm. So. The level one is let me just get those skills. After the level one, there's no way you're going to be able to pass certification, right? Even with level two, there's no way you're going to be able to pass certification. So what we've done, and this is coming in the fall, Connor, is that we are, again, going to be offering a more comprehensive level one. Um, we are going to be offering an open lab for individuals that have come in with their, their individual skill levels and work towards certification. So we're customizing our offerings to each of the students basically because everybody's different. Right. This is all very interesting to me. I'm glad we saw dad pass by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just about at our time. Okay. But what I'm excited about. It is interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting. I think it directly applies to the work that I'm doing because what I'm interested in is what are the skills people need to um, be effective in a workforce that changes frequently, all the time. Yes. And skills like the ones you're teaching, skills like the ones mm -hmm. that I try to teach to my audience, which is significantly mm -hmm. like like younger and a little, probably a little more tech minded. Um, like, would you agree? I like what I'm. Well, as us more mature people need to stay on top of it too. Right. I don't know. I, and so I think, I think you and I don't are, limit yourself. I don't, I don't think. Right. We're doing the same thing is what I'm trying to yeah. say. Okay. Um, as far as helping our communities get the mm -hmm. tools and resources they need to be effective yes. in the modern workforce. Yes. And yes. so I'm very curious about like you trying to do this within like a government funded institution and me trying to do this with like absolutely none of that bureaucratic yeah. uh, nonsense. Well, there's the big argument behind that. Yeah. We're all taxpayers, right? Right which we will uh, tap into. I definitely want to talk to you about this again, but thank okay. you for coming on the show this week. Uh, I'm sure Thanks we're for inviting me. Yeah. We're going to talk about this again and you're going to come back um, if you would like, but I think this is okay. super important that we discuss this. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, I All will right. call you back so we can just hang out okay. like mother and Great. son. Cool. <laughs> yes. And with dad. Yeah. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you okay. soon.
Okay, Connor. Bye. Love you. Love you too.